This is Up for Debate, episode number 258, recorded July 21st, 2023. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. Oi, it is I, your humble rabbi, Sean, with my good bank robber friend, Matt. Shalom and howdy, Mr. Sean. Uh, I, Matt, this this will go down in the record books as the most Jewish episode of Up for Debate. Yeah, so far. The most Jewish so episode far. so far. That's right. And why is that? Why is this episode unlike any other episode? Because we let Matt pick the movie. No, that I mean that happens quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> what movie did we did we select? Why is this oh. unlike any other? Uh the listen, Matt. Watched, yeah, unfortunately, we could have watched... Listen, uh, we're going to be straight up here. It's Cherry Coke Summer, okay, here on the show. And we are ca- uh, covering the films of Harrison Ford, but not the ones you think of. We could have watched Star Wars. We could have watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. We but instead, Matt... Because that was our, our, our stipulations, where we specifically couldn't watch those movies. We couldn't watch Star Wars or Indiana Jones. True, but we also could have watched Apocalypse Now. Um, there's a, a whole bunch. You spe- now. I want to remind everybody, Matt, on our draft episode where we came up with this idea, you specifically called out this film among all the other Harrison Ford movies. We, we could have watched. Yes, we could have watched the perhaps the more the better known uh, movies of Harris Ford, Harrison Ford's career. We could have. This is true. I mean, Matt, why were you so excited to watch this movie? But I was going to say we could have, but but what's the, you know, as um as uh as as title ca- um title actor Gene Wilder would say, you know, we uh choose to watch this movie uh not because it is a uh good movie, but because it is a movie. I think you're mixing him up with uh, JFK. Am I? We we choose to watch the movie in this decade, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Yes. They uh, sidebar. I think uh, I think that Gene Wilder would have made a interesting JFK. Would have been an interesting sure. choice. Yeah. Sure. I um, could see that. We are watching the uh, 1979 Western comedy, The Frisco Kid, um, as part of our. Summer of Ford, Cherry Coke Summer, as we are now, we have now retitled it. Matt, grab your horse, uh, holster your six-shooter, put on your Stetson. We're heading out to the Old West. Ford and Stetson. This is now two movies in a row with uh, with that connection. Uh, Last week, I I highly recommend you go and watch our um, debut of Cherry Coke Summer episode um, where we went over uh, the beautiful film American Graffiti, much better than this one. Um, in some, in some ways, in some, in some regards. Um, I don't know. Does uh, does does American Graffiti have a um, Polish rabbi on an, an adventure in the in the Wild West? No, but it does have a beginning, middle, and end with a plot. Does it have a does it have a prolonged dance number, uh, wherein said rabbi teaches uh, the members of a uh, Native American community to dance the hora? No, but it does have an appropriate balance of both drama and comedy. This movie might kind of does have that. I don't know. I, I thought this movie got pretty dramatic at times. We're, we're, I think we're going to be, I think we're going to disagree on this movie quite a lot. <laughs> uh, but Matt, I, I got to go back to, I yeah. swear, and maybe I'm misremembering, when you talked about this before, you called it a comedy? Uh, as a Western comedy. Now, I was taking that from, directly from the Wikipedia. Okay. It is in the, it is in the genre of American Western comedy. That is the genre it is classified in. Um, uh Aside from a few scenes, I think there are a few scenes which I would describe as comedic, but the whole film through, and this is this is one thing I will I will argue is is kind of a um, like a hang up on on people enjoying the film is that it doesn't really seem to know what it wants to be. It's a little bit ident- of identity confusion. This this movie is. It's like 
they because they they try to tow kind of a a comedic it's a comedic situation right putting a a Polish rabbi from Europe in the middle of the Wild West uh, two culture clashes you know stranger in a strange a stranger land kind of vibes to it obviously lends itself to comedic situations but the movie doesn't stick to that comedic backdrop the whole way through I think it plays with a little bit more of um kind of a uh, uh, more more serious themes um, that pertain to like in one's identity identity struggle um, uh, struggling with uh, I guess traditionalism versus modernization there's a lot of um, uh, an old world clashing with new world uh, and um, a lot of it I guess it's it's kind of you know like you teach me and I'll teach you pokemon I, kind of situation I, I, between harrison ford's character and gene wilde's character but yeah well in theory yes but i don't feel like that was really executed i i you know the the rotten tomatoes consensus statement that they put on other movies i think for this movie is really very accurate what i what i want to say but they write it better not even a genial gene wilder or a dashing harrison ford can rescue the frisco kid from a monotonous po- procession of gently comedic sketches that never cohere into a memorable yarn and to me that this movie a bunch of stuff happened some of it was funny some of it wasn't some of it was memorable some of it wasn't but overall it was it it, it seems like a and the script had been around for many many years before it got made into a movie it seems that way like it was just a bunch of loose ideas and i i think you were hinting at this a little bit earlier i think the ending is one of the stronger points of the movie. But that sort of middle part is very meandering um, a little bit. Not, not to say I didn't like it, but that's probably my biggest takeaway is that it's just um, two hours of stuff happening. Uh, this this is um, kind of, I think, what happens when you watch Blazing Saddles and you're like, oh, which I've never seen, funny. by the way. Highly recommend it. Okay, yeah, maybe gotta, next maybe next summer that. will be the summer of Gene Wilder. Um, I would listen. I would love to do a Mel Brooks summer. That would or, be insane. Mel okay, Mel Brooks summer, Gene Wilder. So I'm 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 up for either one. I think uh, maybe the maybe the fans at home could help us decide on that. But um, I think this is what happens. Yeah, you watch after you watch Blazing Saddles, and you say that was really funny. Gene Wilder is a funny guy, but what if we also got Harrison Ford, and then you try to. I don't know. You try to make it work. I don't know if I'm describing the production. I don't know if that's exactly how yeah. it went down, but that's really what it feels like is what happened. Well, but here, um, I think Gene Wilder, when he does the funny bits in this movie, he's very good. And when he does the dramatic bits in this movie, he's very good. Like, I don't have an issue with him doing that. My issue was it was like two ends of the spectrum bouncing back and forth. Like, it didn't seem. I wanted either to go one way or the other. It seemed a little wishy-washy for me. I mean, and we can get into the, the content of the film a little bit more. The The plot itself, a uh, Polish rabbi coming to the U.S., has to travel across the country, San Francisco, gets teamed up with a with a cowboy uh, bank robber type, I think is fantastic. I mean, it's it's a great idea. I You know, you get in a little bit of tightening, um, but I, I think Gene Wilder is absolutely the standout in this movie. Uh, Harrison Ford does a good job too, but uh, Gene Wilder definitely the standout. Yeah, um, I mean he's in he's in the entire movie again. Another movie where Ford doesn't really pop in until kind of a good chunk of the way. Through. I looked, he robs the train at about twenty two minutes, mm-hmm. then he goes away and doesn't come back until thirty minutes in. Same thing with American Graffiti. I think that's right around the time mark where he, they pop him in. Uh, in that film too, we we mentioned last week, the elusive Harrison Ford. Um, yeah, by now, um, it's nineteen seventy nine, so we're uh, four years removed from from Blazing Saddles, as we mentioned before. And this movie, in a lot of scenes, really does feel like uh, like they were trying to go for another another blazing saddles but also like with a serious spin to it which made me think like if somebody had if they had put like a serious spin to blazing saddles in any way you know 
that would not have gone over, I think, super well. It's it just makes it seem like a little bit of identity confusion. You got to know your movie. I think um, the uh, the scene, the funniest scene to me, and I think to most to most viewers, was was the scene when he when he first um, kind of gets to the west and he's like uh, he falls off that or he gets pushed off that wagon, the the covered wagon. Um, and he's intercepted by that group, the group of Amish. I think they're supposed to be like Amish folk. They're speaking um, like German. Amish speak like a dialect of German, and mm-hmm. um, they uh, he he thinks that he thinks that they're Jewish, and um, uh, like he thinks they're like um, part of like a like an Orthodox Jewish sect because they have the beards, they have the hats, they have the religious books. Um, and they think that he's Amish. So they're like, I I thought that was a little bit of a, and things get lost in translation. I think if you had that idea alone and maybe more, more scenes that were kind of similar to that, um, you'd be, you'd be in good shape. But, um, yeah, I mean, Wilder was great in this as, as was Ford. They were, I mean, I think he, they, they both really understood the, their characters super well. Um, this is before or after. This has got to be pre-Indiana Jones, but this is like right smack in the middle of Star Wars, right? Yeah, so this came out in 79, the first Star Wars in 77, and then the following year in 80 will be Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, so we're right in the middle. We got our we got the first Star Wars. Th- yep. This is this is kicking off. So basically prior to this, he's in American Graffiti but not really. Star Wars is obviously big for him, but he doesn't it's a lot of small movies. And then right after this, he goes on a fi- uh, five-year run. Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Blade Runner, Return of the Jedi, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, which is, th- this This really is the, the last sort of small movie he does in his career. Yeah. See, that's why I picked it, Sean. There has to be. No, listen, Matt, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> My favorite thing when we do these, especially movies I haven't seen, is I want to see interesting movies. Doesn't mean they're good. Doesn't mean they're exciting. It means they're unique. I'm not a big Western guy. I have not watched a lot of Westerns. Um, I don't know a lot about Gene Wilder. I actually would probably like to see more of his films. I like him. Um, so uh, there are things I didn't like. Overall, I'm generally positive. And I think if you take, like, I'm just thinking in my head, there was that span in the middle of the movie where it was just like, they felt like bits, right? Where it's like the Native American thing, the um, the monks who don't speak, uh, the vow of silence thing, uh, like you mentioned with the Amish thing. It was all these like thing, then thing, then thing, then thing. Um, that was where it felt a little soft to me. And individually, those were good. I just think having a back to back to me, the biggest miss of the movie is I think they really undersold Harrison Ford's character. And, and my guess is they did that for Gene Wilder. This was Gene Wilder's movie A to Z. But I feel like the idea of teaming him up with a bank robber was fun the one time he robbed a bank. But I felt like it could have they could have run with that through more of the movie where he keeps robbing banks or maybe he has a crisis of conscience where he goes by the wayside and helps Harrison Ford and then has to account for that. I just felt like it was a lot more of a rabbi does strange things movie than a buddy sort of western movie and maybe that was what i expected a little bit more yeah um it, it seems like that part might have been written in maybe later on like was as kind of an afterthought it really does seem like at least in terms of the pacing of the film it seems like you know they uh they thought about the yeah rabbi does wacky stuff plot first and then the bonding stuff kind of came in maybe later on. One of the most interesting things about this movie, can you picture uh, somebody else in the role of uh, the role played by Harrison Ford, um, Lillard, Tommy Lillard? Because well, I can uh, because I've read the Wikipedia page, yeah. so go ahead. Orig- originally, probably uh, in, in, a, in a, it would have been a bizarre film if this had, had gotten greenlit. If this had actually, you know, gone the way it was planned, I mean, um, it was originally supposed to be given to John Wayne, this role. Um, 
reportedly, I mean, conflicting reports that he either turned it down because of salary negotiation issues or because there was too much vulgarity in the script. So one or the other uh, led, led him to turn down this, uh, this role. It was instead given to Ford. And, um, and so, um, we got, we got the movie with made with Harrison Ford instead. Um, I, I personally, I think, uh, that would have been a real weird choice if, if it had gone to, to John Wayne, but, um, uh, even, yeah, even with the, with the two stars, the way that they were, um, the way they were selected, I mean, it, uh, it was not enough, I think, ultimately to make this movie a, a box office success. Yeah, I think it would have been odd. I think it, it, what what sort of worked between the two guys is that um, neither was too serious nor too funny. They sort of hung out in the middle where they could be flexible. I think if you go John Wayne, which would I think would be a little more serious on the cowboy side, then the rabbi has to become a joke to counterbalance them or becomes too dramatic. And then it's just a bummer. So I think that ended up working out better. I mean, I will say probably my favorite aspect of the whole film is how sweet it is. It's a very sweet film. It's a very nice film. You know, again, I, as I talked about in my alternate pitch, you know, Gene Wilder doesn't really ever compromise. You know, I think in a modern movie, he would have that time where he does something. I mean, he does kill a man, but it's clearly in self-defense. I mean, it's not really a ethical challenge necessarily. It is for him, but not so much for the audience. And at every opportunity, he does the right thing. And I think there is something really pleasant about that. You don't see in movies too much anymore. Um, and something something I enjoyed. Yeah, there, there is there. You're right. I think there is an endearing an endearing aspect to this movie um it could have very easily i guess gone into the direction of like either uh like exploit exploitation or it could have gone into the direction of like um uh, just like another western with that just happened to have a rabbi in it for some weird reason but um it yeah for that for for that reason alone i think um I think it might have been even more harmful if you had substituted Gene Wilder out, yeah, than Harrison Ford. I think, I think in that in that introspection, I think Wilder is probably the more critical piece of this duo, even more so than than Ford, because, like, just imagining John Wayne in in the role as the the, the role of, of Lillard, um, makes the movie entirely different. But I think even even if you keep Wilder. Um, in his role, I think it's still more or less the same movie, but you take, you take Wilder out and, uh, as, as the role of, of, uh, Rabbi Belinsky. And I think, um, I think it's, it's totally, I, I can't even imagine what it would, yeah. what this would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, F Gene Wilder, famously nice guy, uh, and was involved in the writing of the movie as well. So, um, I, I think some of that comes through uh, in in the script itself. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what's strange about it is when I when it was described as a comedy, I, I was really surprised, especially in 1979, the amount of uh, this is a very culture clash movie. Uh, and they were pretty damn respectful about it, whether it's the Native Americans or the monks or the, the Jewish individuals. Um, they weren't really played for stereotypes. Like I was, especially with the native Americans, I was really waiting for that to get like so out of control. Cause I'm like, it's a comedy Gene Wilder. Like they're going to fucking, you know, they're going to really do something nuts. And they really, especially for 79, I really was like, again, it's that niceness, that kind of respect piece where it's like, they're not playing them against each other for laughs. They're doing it more as a curiosity and a, introspection and and even emotional but but never just purely for laughs which i respected a lot hmm. uh this was not going to be the first uh western this was not his first western harrison Ford. did you know that uh i did not know well he wore a cowboy hat and american graffiti so that would have been his yeah. first he wore he wore that's that's right uh, he was also in other films such as Journey to Shiloh, 
which came out in 1968, which we did not choose for the summer of Ford. And he was also in A Time for Killing. Um, and I think I looked at that movie. I think I looked at A Time for Killing, but I think his role was like incredibly small in that one. <laughs> um, it's so small, his name is not even on the poster. Um, so I, I think he plays like a page boy. He's in like maybe like a handful of scenes. I don't know for sure, but um, he plays uh, he plays Lieutenant Schaefer in that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, like how long, like even all the all the stills and the screenshots. He's not really in any of these. So, which it's funny to me because I, I, as I was watching, I look at Harrison Ford. He doesn't physically look to me like a cowboy. He looks very Californian to me. I and 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 just purely on appearance. When I was watching, I'm like, he's too good looking. Mm. Like he's too cool to be like an old West Bank robber shoot 'em up cowboy. Like that that did bother me a little bit. Yeah, like he can he can play a rogue. As he does in yes. every movie that he was in at at the time, uh, but a cowboy yeah is, is like an entirely different. I mean, they're both they, like they fit they fit underneath the ruggedness umbrella, but um, they're rugged in in very different ways. I think Ford's ruggedness is a more intelligent, like it's more of a um skilled or something. Like he, he's not like a you don't he doesn't. He doesn't have the 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 swagger of a cowboy. He has the more the swagger of like a a guy that would beat you up in a bar or something that would uh or or you know not even beat you up. He'd just like kind of steal your wallet when you're not looking, and then he would uh like talk you sweet talk you out of not fighting him or something. Yeah, he's, well, he's and charismatic. I... He's very very charismatic kind of uh kind of rogue. I also think his age portrayed him, uh, betrayed him a little bit. He was only in his mid thirties uh, when this film came out, and I think you do. I mean, how old would John Wayne have been at that time? You know, um, I, I do think you lose a little bit of the sort of grizzled, experienced old West cowboy type we're used to. Indeed. Um, yeah. Uh, was there any part of this movie that like really kind of stuck out for you as you watched it? Uh, again, I think all the individual bits were good. It was sort of the in-betweens where they're just sort of walking around or on horses that I think just kind of, you know, I think when the, uh, again, it's just the nice smile moments where it's like when they're at the monastery and the guys all have the vow of silence and like, what does the guy say? You're welcome. I forget the line. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone looks at him all serious and then they smile and laugh. I mean, I'm like, honestly, it's like, I just think that's nice. That's just nice. Yeah. Yeah. He says, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's, uh, I forget what the context was, but they're like, yeah, uh, I think it, it, it cause uh, the rabbi kept talking, uh, and everyone's like, Shh, and then Harrison Ford's like, quit it. And he says, to, you know, the guy passes or something. He says, thank you. And then the guy says back, That's, you're welcome. Yeah. And then everyone yeah. just stops. So um, it's a, uh, yeah. It's. Um, it's a it was nice. monastery. Yeah. It's uh, I, taking a vow of silence. I mean, I do think the best part of the movie is the ending, but I don't want to jump to that right away. Matt, is there some part of the movie that stands out to you? Um. For me, I think, I mean, the part I mentioned earlier where he uh, he meets the Amish community, yeah. that's that's interesting. Um, there's. Uh, I, I, I will say that the beginning of the movie was very slow for me and I did yeah. not understand the tone. Again, maybe because I came in with preconceived notions. And by, by the way, one thing I did do was I watched the trailer, the original 70s trailer for this movie. I was curious how they sell it. And it was a little bit more road trip. Look at what these crazy guys get into type of film. And you start in Poland and I, I didn't quite, you know, and then they were doing some stuff. And he said, you're going to San Francisco. OK, I got that. He gets there. And then I didn't quite pick up what the scammers were doing. So I, it was just a little bit. The, the beginning didn't really. I, I don't. The movie to me didn't really get chugging until he's chucked off the wagon without his stuff after the guy scam him. That's where it really kicks in a gear. 
yeah that's that's where the action picks up for sure um i think i think the the part like any of the parts where um they kind of bail each other out of trouble uh especially towards the end uh, yeah as you mentioned i think we might have the we might have the same favorite part um uh kind of how it all gets wrapped up when they when they finally make it to san francisco uh that part was pretty cool um and then i i will say i also really enjoyed whenever harrison ford would yell things every time uh, gene wilder would do something he'd, and i was trying to look up a quote here uh when he's trying to give back the money and he goes well i tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get me a bath then i'm gonna get drunk then I'm going to catch me a whore with a great big tits. And then I'm going to get drunk again. And then I'm going to rob that Wells Fargo office and give me my money back. You dumbass Jew. You know, he <laughs> says, in the, you know, and it just, when he's shouting these things, he's so frustrated. Um, That's, you know, geez, just trying to help this guy. That, that for me, the two parts where Harrison Ford really shines in this movie is when he's, when he's in that mode, uh, the yelling Ford where he's, you know, very, uh, you know, very, very boisterous as, as he can be. We didn't really get a whole lot of that in the last movie, the last Ford movie we watched. He was very mild. Very mild in, in all through through American Graffiti. This is where we finally get to see like a taste of that, that Ford fury. Um, so it's either where he's like that or in the parts where he's like consoling um, uh Avram, he's consoling the rabbi. He's saying, like, you know, you did what you had to do in the instance where he he kills the guy in self defense, and he's like, you know, it doesn't change who you are on the inside. You're still that person. When when he's he's providing, I guess, the guidance for um for that character, but he also is uh, this like really angry cowboy, which I think is also uh, he plays both those those parts really well. So it's a little bit more of like a depth role for him. Certainly more so than in the first uh, the first movie. Well, I, I think his strongest part of the film for Harrison Ford is the dinner scene in San Francisco where he says he's not a, a rabbi anymore. And he really challenges, don't you tell me that. Just don't say that again. Not after what I've been through to get your goddamn ass here alive. If you hadn't shot that man, then we'd both be dead. You understand that, you ignorant asshole? You do that. You do understand that. He was going to kill you, and then he was going to kill me. Am I right? When you shot that son of a bitch, that was not a sin. Well, what the hell are you talking about? You know, he gets he gets really animated in a way that's so compelling. And with Gene Wilder playing kind of depressed off of him, this is the part of the movie where Gene Wilder's been so strong for the whole film Harrison Ford really rises to the occasion, and I really just love that scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, so. I read somewhere that Wilder didn't want to do this movie originally. I guess he was he was offered it, and he actually turned it down at first. Yeah, he didn't like the script. Hmm. um in the original version uh he didn't like it they rewrote it he read it again a year later thought it was better still turned it down after a third draft came through warner brothers really pushed him on it um and then that's when he got involved in the writing and eventually a fourth draft he participated in Ooh, interesting. They uh, so the theatrical release poster. If you look at the theatrical release poster and the cover of the uh, DVD release, they look very different because the theatrical release poster uh, very much showcases Wilder on it with with Ford kind of regulated to like a little circle at the bottom. Like if you look at it, it's Gene Wilder's character on a horse. Um very big circle up top forward, very small circle on the bottom. Now look at the DVD release cover, um, for, uh, for this film, which I'm Googling in real time. It's the exact <laughs> opposite. It's pretty much just Harrison Ford's face splashed on there. And then, uh, the, the same, it's the same image. 
Gene Wilder on the horse, but now that's up in the top corner, kind of tucked away. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this was two years after the first Star Wars, right before uh, Empire Strikes Back. And yeah, I believe they changed that poster was changed for the DVD release, maybe or the VHS release. Um, And it just goes to show over time how big uh, how big Harrison Ford became. And the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray covers is just. Did you see what they did there? Did you see the Blu-ray cover? The I have not. Let me look up the uh, Blu-ray. It's got it's got Ford clearly on the left part, like the left side of the image, and Wilder is on the right side of the image. But the the names up top don't match. Oh, that's wild, and that looks very lazily made. Yeah, that is that is. It almost looks like a knockoff. (laughs) The uh the cover does. That was crazy. Uh. Matt, let me ask you a little bit of a... You're, this is going to be a tough trivia question. I shouldn't do this to you. It's not very nice. Um, this released in July of 1979, uh, and it opened second at the box office that weekend. It would go on to gross... Uh, I have the number here. Um, $9 million, which I don't know what that is in uh, inflation calculator. But my question for you is... Um, as I quickly try and figure out what this translates into, if we go to 79 to today, so that's about $41 million today. So not a huge hit. Do you know what it opened against its opening weekend in 1979 that it was absolutely crushed by? (laughs) Uh, At this point, it had been in the theater for eight weeks. Made $2 million this weekend. It didn't open the same weekend as Alien, did it? Matt, you it, it didn't open the same weekend, but it it was beaten by Alien that oh. weekend. It, it, Alien had been in the theater for eight weeks at that point and crushed it. That's about yeah. Besides Alien, and I th- I think the Star Trek movie came out the same year. In, incredibly, uh, yeah. this film was the 29th yeah, yeah. highest grossing film of 1979. Uh, let's see, sandwiched uh, between Kramer versus Kramer and the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Hmm. That is one brave fish. Sure is. So some trivia for you there. Uh, I do want to I do want to get into the drama at the end, though, because I think to me that that's sort of the, the best part of the movie. So the guys are on. The, so all throughout the movie, they're, they're kind of keep running into these scammers, uh, these con artists who take uh, Gene Wilder's money right at the top of the movie. They run back into him into a saloon in the middle of the movie and they kind of kick their ass a little bit, get their money back. Well, the guys come back for a third time while Harrison Ford and Gene Wilder are on the beach. Uh, They're swimming in their pajamas and having a very romantic time about it. Uh, And the three guys show up and essentially say, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to kill you. <laughs> you know, they're, they're pretty pissed. They throw the Torah on the fire and they start shooting. Um, and, uh, Harrison Ford's able to kill one of them. Um, one guy runs away, but the third guy starts reaching for a gun and Gene Wilder has to make a choice, you know, to, to kill this man or be killed. Um, and he hesitates for a long time in a very dramatic scene, but eventually does shoot him. Yes. Um, that's where we get the the whole part we described before with uh, Lillard going over and, and consoling him, or or uh, I guess like uh, really giving him yeah like a like a talk like a talking to um, gets him back on his feet, and uh, it's then also he has a chance to to take out the uh, the other the brother who gets away. He is gonna, but then he he doesn't he thinks better of it and he disarms him instead and kind of uh sends him into exile showing that like he's he's grown or or that he uh i guess is not he like the west hasn't completely gotten to him or something like that like he's able to keep some of that humanity that he came there with yeah another uh, one of my top lines in the movie uh this is a very big country I'll tell you what I think is the best thing. I'll take San Francisco. You take the rest of America. And if you ever come back to this place again, I don't think you're going to get off so easy. 
Now get the hell out of here. Would somebody please show this poor asshole the way out of town? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and everyone cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was just a really watching him go into that sort of, I can't be a rabbi anymore. Um, I sinned so greatly, Harrison Ford coaching him out of it and then being confronted by it. He may have to kill again. Um, and, and determining that I am a rabbi, um, that that is what I am, is uh, was, was a really really great sort of arc and, and storyline there that I was kind of bummed only made it to the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, it, I was look, I'm trying to look up before there was a, uh, a quote about the reception of this film. Uh, yes. Um, Yeah, so Jordan Hiller, uh, a film critic, he called this movie one of the 25 essential Jewish movies, praising its uncommon innocence and unself-conscious humility. He called it an unpredictably paced, part screwball comedy farce, part dramatic buddy picture, part spaghetti western, wrote that, quote, the Frisco kid has the feel of an artist's Charmingly naive, youthful indiscretion. The Frisco Kid is all pratfalls and took his jokes aside. The quintessential Torah movie. Absolutely. No, and there's another great line from another reviewer on this Wikipedia page. Never a great movie. It's nonetheless a pleasant one. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that they had uh, they had really good chemistry. I I don't I can't confirm if Wilder and Ford ever appeared in a movie together again after this, but I, I kind of wish that they had. I, I thought their dynamic was really good. I thought that was probably the best part of the movie was just their uh, their their chemistry, their on screen chemistry. It's pretty good. Well, and I think that's kind of why the looser. Uh, plot works in this movie is because of that chemistry. If it weren't for that chemistry, it would it would be a disaster. You can get away with a lack of character development when the characters feel already developed and you really like them, you know? Hmm. Both seem like they enjoyed working together. Uh, it said Wilder felt bad for Ford when they were filming because uh, I guess the director really took a liking to him. But he said every time that he saw Ford, the director saw Ford, uh, he couldn't help but feel like he was seeing uh, uh, John Wayne in that role. Um, And Ford thought the same thing. He was like, you know, I had to feel like I had to constantly make up for the fact that I wasn't uh, who he wanted me to be or it wasn't John Wayne. But the two of them, uh, they they both got along great on set. And uh, it was really nice to see that. Uh, Ford, I think, said that acting with Gene Wilder was one of the greatest honors of my life. So. Do you know Gene Wilder's real name? I do not. I assumed that he had a... I didn't think his name was Gene Wilder. Uh, no, he his name is Jerome Silberman. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think Wilder was the the surname there. I I heard it. I'd heard it before. There was like a he definitely had a, a stage name. Um. Let's see. Did, does our hero Harrison Ford have a stage name? I will say there's another interesting piece in Wilder's. Uh, Wilder was raised Jewish. But he held only the golden rule as his philosophy. In a book published in 2005, he stated, quote, I have no other religion. I feel very Jewish and I feel very grateful to be Jewish, but I don't believe in God or anything to do with the Jewish religion. That uh, also brings me to the Harrison Ford fun fact of the week. Oh, ding! we need a theme song for that. I had been saving uh, since last week. I wrote it down. Oh, boy. Fun fact, because I knew this would be it would be appropriate for this film. Harrison Ford is one quarter Jewish on his mother's side. Uh, His father is of Irish Catholic descent, uh, while his mother 
uh, is an Ashkenazi Jew uh, whose parents emigrated from Minsk. Um, Ford jokingly, when asked in, a, uh, asked in an interview what religion he and his brother were raised, Ford jokingly responded, Democrat, and more seriously stated that they were raised to be liberals of every stripe. When asked about what influence his Jewish and Irish Catholic ancestry might have had on him, he quipped, as a man, I've always felt very Irish. As an actor, I've always felt very Jewish. So there you go. Do you know if he was uh, related to any cowboys? Uh, well. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. Do you think uh, do you think you were related to any cowboys, Sean? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I come from uh, a mix of the French Canadian people who are not cowboys uh, and the Polish people who uh, were not cowboys. Yep. If my so. ancestors were were cowboys, it would. I guess you'd have to call it a spaghetti western because they were Italian. So. Oh, look at that! That's go. very funny. There you go. Uh, how would you rank this film? Last week we established a Harrison Ford ranking system. Oh yes, the Matt Mariani patent pending. We we considered it. So uh, it's from on a scale from. I'm in this for the money, not your revolution. That's a zero to a Harrison four, which is a four. That's like an exceptional note. Uh, step down from that. The three uh, is it belongs in a museum. So uh, then, of course, you got two laugh it up fuzzball or one. I have a bad feeling about this. I'm glad you wrote this down because um, I totally forgot about all of it. Uh, it, it, it put it this way it's a Harrison Ford film for Gene Wilder yeah total slam dunk total slam dunk right I was, just, I was just impressed that he was able to keep that accent going the whole movie and it wasn't bad Not it wasn't it could have been grosser that's my whole thing I was great. waiting for this movie to get gross mm -hmm. and it didn't thank god yeah um in terms of Harrison Ford I'm a little bit torn. I got to be honest. I don't think it it was a slam dunk for him. I think Western is not really his genre. He didn't get to do a ton of action. But at the same time, he was good and he worked with Gene Wilder really well. So what was so it was a zero, what, zero to four scale. Yeah, zero to four scale. We said and before would be you be like really excited. What was it? What was th two was was fuzz bucket. What was what was three? Uh, two is laugh it up fuzzball, and three yeah. is it belongs in a museum. Um, I'm gonna give it laugh it up in a museum. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I like that. I like that. I think that's fair. Um, I'm gonna give it. I, I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. I might be a little more generous here than uh then uh i need to be but i guess i'm feeling generous the wilder factor brings it up for me I'll, I'll say it fully belongs in a museum i'll give it a solid three fair enough um but i yeah i, I agree with the assessment i i would see why you would put it somewhere in the in between I, that two and three it's just hard because it's just such not a harrison ford movie i mean that's and then, by the way, this is really the last time that'll happen in his career yeah. <laughs> every movie after this air ford movie and i think for me did I enjoy watching it? Yes. Am I glad I watched it? Yes. Will I ever watch it again? Absolutely not. Um, so it's kind of right in that line of like, okay. And I, I think there's no, there's no shame in that. Yeah. It's a feel good movie. The feel good movie of, of our cherry Coke summer. Yep. Uh, Matt, let me ask you a question. We have a little bit of time here. Um, now we're not covering star Wars and Indiana Jones on this podcast this summer on purpose right we want to see what else harrison ford had done in his career next week we're going to be doing 1982's blade runner which i am so excited because i've never seen it um and i know that one's not a comedy so i won't go in with that expectation but you know we worked you worked so hard on this patent pending harrison ford rating scale matt 
looking at Star Wars as a franchise and then Indiana Jones as a franchise, where would those rank for you on the Harrison Ford Ford scale? It's a very interesting question, Sean. Where would I I can't think of a I can't think of any reason they wouldn't all be forced, to be honest. <laughs> like, OK, and that's fair. I, By the way, I don't fully yeah. disagree. Let, let me let me tweak the question, though. Which one ranks higher uh, on specifically on the Harrison Fordness, not the movies, but on the Harrison Fordness of them, which ranks Indiana higher? Jones. I, I think it would have to be. Indiana. I would agree. Would be, I would also yeah, agree because he like he doesn't really he's not really sharing the spotlight with anybody well i don't even argue in last crusade like with sean connery but but it's still a indiana jones movie like but i also think it's not even about screen time it's that to me indiana jones is a more fleshed out character a more unique character than han solo and don't be wrong i love han solo as much as the next guy but he is very like i'm a cool space guy like that's the movie and i feel Indiana Jones is just a little bit more. He's got more complex. He's got more beef. He's got more complexity. He's definitely got more roots. I think for uh, yeah, Indiana Jones. I mean, he's got he's got the archaeology thing. He's got the scholarly thing. He's got the adventurer thing. And like you said, the like the rogue. He's got all of that. I think um, you know, Han Solo is more just he's in it for the money. He's in it for the credits and and a good time. Uh, there's not as much depth there, at least on, on first glance, because I think there is more depth if you really dive into the character. Oh, yeah. No, I'd agree with Movies that. don't really do that. In order to do that, you have to explore like the books or something. But um, well, see, now I have to ask you, though, Star Wars, Indiana Jones or Cowboys and Aliens? Because it's, it's both. We've done Cowboys, Aliens. I'm just making fun of his miss of a film <laughs> do you remember cowboys did we see cowboys and aliens together i don't think so uh, okay drawing, I, if we did i'm drawing a blank i saw it in theaters and 2011 would have been a time we would have seen it we should have seen it together maybe i did and i just i just blocked it out of my memory maybe you weren't invited i, I don't I tried know not to <laughs> i know i went out with some maris people and saw maybe cowboys and aliens and it was Cowboys and aliens odd he, and he was in that movie yeah, it was him and uh, Daniel Craig. Oh, boy. I feel like I would remember if I had seen this. It's possible what? you didn't come. I, Why yeah. didn't this make it to the list? But this seems like a Matt Mariani. How did, like, how did we not put this movie on the, on the list? <laughs> you made the list. I didn't even, it I really didn't is... even know this movie existed. Daniel Craig it's... and Harrison Ford. Oh, you don't know about Cowboys and Aliens? No. Do you, do you know the plot or anything? Sean, this is all brand oh. new to me. So the the plot is, I won't give the whole movie away. John Favreau. Yes. What? So Daniel Craig essentially is an outlaw in the Old West with no memory. And he had gone around and apparently had stolen. Again, he didn't remember all this, but he had done a bunch of crime. Uh, Harrison Ford plays is a wealthy cattleman who's pissed at Daniel Craig for stealing from him. And then all of a sudden aliens show up and start abducting people and in the old West and they have to work together to defeat the aliens from destroying earth. And, and it's also not that great. <laughs> it's a very odd. Um, who's the Olivia Wilde is in it. Um, it's, it's odd. It's an odd movie. Maybe maybe that'll be our bonus episode. Yeah, I'm in. I'm enthralled by this because this one it also cost like a gazillion dollars. If I saw this, maybe I like had a fever or something, and it was like, yeah, it barely broke oh, even. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So well, this is a, yeah. This was a big. And it was one of those where you know those movies where they like tease it for a long time, like big stars, mystery plot. Ooh, what's gonna happen? And it was Cowboys and Aliens. So anyway, not all about that. Okay. Maybe bonus huh. if we have some time at the end. Yeah, we could uh, do some of the uh, odder films in his. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be funny just to pick a couple because there are some ones on here. You're like, oh, wait, he was in that. Yeah. Uh, well, even as a, as a, a neat little neat little just to get meta here for a minute, a neat little call forward to uh, a an up for debate favorite 
that we had discussed early on an earlier episode, I finished reading the uh, our summer reading book today. Oh, which one? Oh, nice. I, I've lost the signal and I have I am now familiar with the, the whole story of Blackberry. Um, and I think now that I, since I finished a little bit early, I might I might go ahead and pick maybe one or two from the the list to read as well. Maybe I'll read the, the blockbuster one also. Yeah, that's next on my list yeah. um, is to check that one out. So nice, man, we got so much going on this summer. Yeah, um, it's some really exciting stuff, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us on this one. A great Harrison Ford centric episode. Again, we're going to be back next week with Blade Runner. And I think I'm going to try to watch Blade Runner 2049 as well, just as a talking point. Yeah. Um, especially considering how much yeah. later it was made. Um, kind of escaped me. So is interesting. Blade Runner itself. Uh, very curious to see what you think of it. That's another. I'm going to love it or hate it. Yeah. I don't think there's much in between. I think these were the two that I had seen already. Was was Blade Runner and uh, uh, Frisco Kid. So very yeah, odd. Be very interested to see what you think. I'm excited. It's going to be a great summer. We got a lot coming up. Upfordebate.tv is our website. You should definitely go there. Check out last week's episode on American Graffiti. Um, and that episode's available in audio and video wherever podcasts are available with the video on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to get these episodes as soon as they're published, uh, whenever we get around to that. And then, of course, you can get a hold of us. Let us know your thoughts on Harrison Ford and our Cherry Coke summer at upfordebatetv at gmail.com or on Twitter at upfordebatetv. Um, you're definitely going to want to get a hold of us there. Um, but I think that does it for tonight. So on behalf of Matt Mariani, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us. As always, we'll see you next time for more Harrison Ford on another Up for Debate.